You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. All right, Steve, this one's interesting. And this one we're going real inside radio here. So have that media nugget button ready. Um, You know what? I'm feeling frisky. Give me a pre-media nugget button just, just to set the tone here. All right. Um, on this must have been, yeah, Tuesday on Dukes and Bell. Um, a very interesting situation happened. We had two athlete interviews that went two completely different directions. And as a sports talk show, how do you handle that? So we had AJ Griffin come on. He was the second to come on. And he's this, this one's easier to tackle first because he was great. He came on, he answered every question. He was in a good mood. He was, uh, you know, happy to be on. He was um, excited about the team and and excited about – he was coming off of his uh, – it's only been a few games, but best season or best game so far where he was hitting all of his threes and looking like he's going to be a player. Um, so that was really fun. And that, you know, when something like that happens, it carry overs the vibe and the momentum for at least the next few segments of the show. It's – you know, you guys, you can come back and reflect on it and chop it up and play cuts from it, and it makes for a really fun experience. But we also had Caleb McGarry on the show, um, and for whatever reason, it could could be anything, life, bad practice, um, injury, just being dog-tired. Um, he was not as into it, I'll say, as A.J. Griffin was. Um some of his answers were short, even like one word answers. Um, it just didn't seem like he was too pumped up to be doing the interview at that time, which is fine. I mean, listen, we're all people. We all have good days and bad days. Um, they're not paid professional speakers. Um, I think we forget about that sometimes. Um, and he wasn't mean and he wasn't rude. He was just, you know, something, it was just pretty clear that, something happened or something was going on where he just wasn't uh, in the, in a headspace to have a fun light conversation with Carl and Mike. So the question then becomes Steve, how do you handle it? You know, I think listening to it with, with Caleb McGarry, you mentioned some of the, some of the kind of one word answers. And I think what Carl did was, was really smart. And I think it's a great way to handle it is you just kind of lightly nudge them to keep going. And there was a question of, I can't remember exactly what it was, but the, the answer was one word and Carl just says, well, expound on that a little bit. And then that kind of gets them rolling. So, you know, at the beginning, it may sound like they're, I don't want to call it nervous. These guys play a, you know, play a sport and do a job that's harder than a lot of people. And they play in front of a lot of people and, all that. So I don't think it's a nerves thing, but maybe just an unfamiliarity with, you know, with doing phone interviews and stuff like that. 
So the more comfortable you can make them and then lightly nudge them along to keep talking, I, I think that's what you have to do in that scenario because you can't just you can't just have somebody continue to give one word answers and have dead air because that's good for no one. So I think, uh, I, I think Carl did the right thing there. And then, you know, there was, he mentioned, uh, you know, a little PAC 12 rivalry, right. you know, later on in the interview. So I think he started to loosen up the more the guys kind of helped him to settle in. Yeah. And that's a really good point. And that's something I was going to mention too, is, you know, one, one tactic as a host you can use is, bring up something that you know that the person's going to be interested in. And for football players, a really good place to go is wherever they played college um, because they feel an attachment to that team in a different way that they do any professional organization because they chose it. So um, in that case, um, between Caleb and Carl, it created a good dialogue to end the interview because they were able to touch on something that Caleb is always going to be passionate about, no matter what kind of mood he's in and no matter, um, you know, how the conversation's going elsewhere or um, otherwise, I should say, uh, Hey, between the two of us, I can't speak. You can't, you can't get your voice right. We're real. This is a, this is a real banged up edition of the off air podcast, but, but uh, we'll use this for our hall of fame audio yeah. for the next episode. This is going right. In yeah, Canton. exactly. Me fumbling over my words and your uh, voice being shot. Um, no, but uh, so there's another thing that can be done, which is just simply just keep the interview short. I mean, listen, I think the Caleb McGarry interview wound up being like four and a half, five minutes. That's plenty. You can tell right away in the first 30 seconds of an interview if it's not going the way that you want it to. Uh, I think a lot of times in in radio and TV, um, people feel like they need to just hit a certain benchmark with an interview, either to fill a segment or to, you know, make the guests feel like they didn't come on for nothing. But the bottom line is you got to keep the train moving and you can't have it stalled for 10 to 12 minutes because, you know, I know as a sports radio host and producer, we we feel it more than the audience does, but eventually the audience catches on too. I mean, you can tell after seven and a half, eight minutes of an interview, you're driving around in your car, you're like, man, these guys should probably just move on to something else. So, um, you know, never be afraid to say, hey, you were, the guy was on for four and a half, five minutes. That's all we're going to get. And you got to move on. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, there, there's nothing worse than, you know, when you feel like, okay, I have to stretch this interview into an entire segment. And I think sometimes, you know, not just our station, every station, I think people fall victim to that of thinking, like you said, like, oh, I need to make them feel like they came on for a reason and just keeping them going. And if they're not as into it as you think they, you know, or as you thought they were going to be, and you're not into interviewing them and it, it may not be going the right way for whatever reason, you know, it is, like you said, it's okay to just cut it because you're doing yourself, uh, you know, a disservice and them a disservice. If you just keep going just for the sake of it, just to try to get to that 12 minute mark and, 
you know, make sure you can play the music and head to commercial right after the final question. Yeah, exactly. And the other thing too, um, that radio producers and hosts need to, I think, do a better job of collectively across the board is end an interview that doesn't sound right. Meaning from a technical perspective, especially if it's a big guest. Um, if you, if you're fighting through the phone line, and the phone line's crackling, or it's going in and out, or there's, it sounds like the guy's calling you from a construction site. There's no reason to, to, to keep the interview going for that either, even if it's a big guest. Um, you know, it's always cool as a producer and a host to know that your show has a big guest coming on that day. But if it's just not working, it's not working. There's no, you're, again, you're doing the audience a disservice. If you can't hear the person's answer, then what good is having them on at all? I mean, if, I mean, you can't, what good is that doing your radio show? Um, and I know we went through a stretch at 92.9 The Game where we had an issue with our phones where they were out of date and they were putting up guests and they were they were sounding like robots half the time. And then, you know, our engineering staff had to come in and fix it. They did a great job and everything is good now. But you know, when stuff like that's happening, you got to make a tough choice. You got to say, hey, what's the, the the thing that always needs to be kept in mind, Steve, is what's best for the show and what's best for the audience. Not because, you know, if you have, I don't know, Michael Irvin come on and he's, you know, calling you from Dallas inside of Jerry World and there's a million people walking behind him and you, you can you can hear every fifth word out of his mouth. Having him on for 12 minutes is, is going to make a lot of people go click, click, click on their radio dial or on their app because they can't, they can't focus in on the interview. Right. And then, you know, the next time they see a big guest tease, they're going to say, Oh, I probably won't be able to hear them. And they're not going to be as likely to tune in at that point. So yeah, making sure that the connection is great, that you can hear them. I think all that stuff is extremely vital. And the other, the other guests that you mentioned with AJ Griffin coming on, I think that's rare to have a uh, to have a rookie come on and be so engaging and kind of ready to do something like that. And I, I think, you know, obviously with his play on the court so far in the twenty four point game against the Bucks, he's showing that he's you know a red he's ready to be a part of this team for the Hawks. And you know, being comfortable with the media is something that kind of endears you to a city a lot faster as well. So I, I think that's well, he that was did really go to cool Duke. He That's did true. Duke, so yeah, you know, for it's, the, yeah, it's not his first time in the spotlight, certainly. But you know, getting to the NBA is a is a different animal sometimes. And you, and you can't be no dummy and get accepted into Duke, even if they do bend the rules to get you in. I mean, hey, Kyrie Irving went there, right? Too soon? Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's working his way back. He's he's trying. All right. <laughs> 